On this episode of the Answers on Aging podcast. We are getting this information out there and people still come into the office thinking, okay, my husband needs nursing home care, so I'm going to lose at least half of everything, right? I'm like, no. Welcome to the Answers on Aging podcast. This podcast provides solutions to your questions and commonly faced challenges about caregiving, legal, and financial issues, personal struggles associated with the normal aspects of aging, and the unforeseen obstacles that oftentimes can be life-altering and even devastating. Each episode dissects real life, real-time issues, and will often feature special guests who bring expert-level knowledge and free resources straight to you. This podcast is hosted by certified elder law attorney Todd Watley and licensed nursing home administrator Sarah Scott. Together, these aging experts bring an impressive combined 30-plus years of experience to the table in order to give you all the answers on aging. That's right. This is the Answers on Aging podcast. My name is Todd Watley, and um, as always, we are very glad to bring you information that hopefully will make your life easier and answer some very pressing questions. And I say we because, thank goodness, I am not here alone to you just hear me drawn on forever. You get the perky, Sarah Scott. Hey, Todd. <laughs> kidding. Hey, Todd Watley, and welcome, everybody, to our fabulous podcast, Answers on Aging. And as you hopefully have all learned by now, you're going to get to know us and all the stuff that we get to help our clients with on a daily basis by making the process of aging much easier with all the answers that we provide. Mm -hmm. So today is no exception. And um, as always, we appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing this information with people who need it the most. So um, we're going to be answering the question today, really expanding on a previous episode that we did early on in the podcast about... More than a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. About... Um, married couples and Medicaid and how the spouse at home, also referred to as the community spouse, mm -hmm. can basically keep pretty much everything that they've worked their entire lives for and still get their loved one who needs nursing home care paid for yeah. through the state. And I just want to go through this just because, you know, you know, we may do this every year just because this information does change a little bit every year. And it's just one of the most misunderstood concepts mm -hmm. because people, you know, we do a radio show, we do the podcast, I speak two places every month. We are getting this information out there and people still come into the office thinking, okay, my husband needs nursing mm -hmm. home care, so I'm going to lose at least half of everything, right? I'm like, yeah. no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so even the people who do pay attention don't understand this, but we want you, our listeners, to truly understand this. And so mm -hmm. the, the situation is one spouse needs to go into care. Okay, and that's going to be pretty much across the country. It's going to be anywhere between six thousand and fifteen thousand dollars per month. Yeah, that's a chunk of change. That's a big check for most families to write for one month, much less for years. Mm -hmm. And so, I want to explain to you, and this is going to be a little different between the states. Okay, yes. so there is going to be some state specificity 
here that you it is imperative that you get with an elder law attorney and ideally a certified elder law attorney who knows this stuff and can give you the state specific facts here but i want to give you the general federal understanding of how this works mm-hmm. in general okay right. So your loved one is either needing care and is going there soon or has gone in. How does Medicaid look at those rules or look at your assets? And so, Sarah, tell us what the non-countable assets are. So non-countable assets are your home, everything that's in your home, a vehicle, and prepaid burial policies for the nursing home spouse and the community spouse. That is correct. Those are the non-countable assets. Everything else is countable. Now, that's the rule in every state that I know that those four things are non-countable. In some states, not Arkansas and not Oklahoma, is that you get to keep your IRA. Oh. So the... In some states, the uh, community spouse does not have to count their IRA. In some states, it's the community spouse and the institutionalized spouse gets to keep those. But that is very state-specific, okay? Mm -hmm. In the two states that I practice, that is not the rule. Mm -hmm. We have to count those. But in some states, you can. Again, that's why you need to get the advice of an attorney in your state who knows your state's rules. Okay. So those are non-countable assets. Everything else gets counted. Everything. Bank accounts, investments, annuities, properties, real estate, boats, trailers, campers, Mm -hmm. anything that's not your one vehicle on your personal property record, or if you don't have personal property, just things you own. Mm -hmm. So everything else gets counted. That number gets added up and it's determined on what is known as a snapshot date. Yes. The snapshot date is typically the first day that a person spends in a nursing home and has been there for 30 days. And that doesn't mean that it's day one of a long-term care stay, which I just want to make clear to the listeners because many times we see clients who enter into the nursing home under medicare for rehab or skilled nursing and it's expected that that stay in the nursing home is going to be a short-term stay that oftentimes will develop into a long-term placement Mm -hmm. because they can't return home right so just know that even if your spouse that's in the nursing home for rehab um ends up needing long-term care even though we didn't expect them to that day one for the rehab stay, that's the snapshot date. Very good. Yes. Yeah. And it can mm-hmm. technically go back to the hospital admission. If you go directly from the hospital to the nursing home, it can, again, state specific. It's much easier. If it doesn't matter if, you're, if your assets don't did not change any between you went into the hospital and into the nursing home, mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter. Just pick the nursing home date. I did a case one time many years ago where a a husband and wife was down in Florida, and I don't think I've even told you this. Okay. They were vacationing in Florida. He had a stroke, Mm -hmm. massive stroke, was in the hospital there, and they flew him on a helicopter back to Arkansas. Mm Mm-hmm. 
that was like a thirty thousand yeah. dollar helicopter ride, Jeez. and so they did not have insurance. She wrote a check for it. He was in the hospital here, then went to the nursing home, and he stayed there. Well, we applied with the snapshot date on the first day in the hospital because that's what the rules. They don't say nursing home. It's it it just says first day in a Medicaid facility in all hospitals that I know of take Medicaid. And so we applied with that being the, the first day we were then able to take that $30,000 out of his money, not hers. And, but DHS said, no, it's the nursing home. And I said, no, you're Mm -hmm. incorrect. And we fought about it and I won. Mm -hmm. And, this family was not rich. That $30,000 basically got him qualified. Mm-hmm. Whereas without it, she was going to lose $30,000 and only oh. have about 20. And so that $30,000 truly did make a difference. It it was worth arguing over, but that's, I bet I've done 5,000 cases and that's only happened once. Yeah. So it is typically the first day in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. Okay. So on that day, they look at the total countable assets. Mm-hmm. You take that amount, and typically, each spouse gets half, okay? So if it's $200,000, one spouse gets $100,000, the other spouse gets $100,000. And so in this situation where one spouse is in a nursing home, you have an institutional spouse and a community spouse. Mm -hmm. The community spouse gets to keep their $100,000 as it is, CDs, investments, whatever, it's that other 100000 or half that's got to be spent down to the common number of 2000 mm-hmm. Some states, I'm working with someone in, um, I think, Missouri, and it's $5,035 is the um, amount they've got to get down to. So again... It's important state to get specific. with your state-specific certified Illinois attorney. <laughs> right. And so it's that, and so going from 100000 down to that Medicaid number, that's called spend down. And many people will think why they think they're going to lose half of their money is because you think you've got to spend that on the nursing home. That's what the nursing home will tell you. Yeah, you think that because that's what the nursing home will tell you. They don't, sometimes they know the rules and they know that, you can spend that money on other things besides your institutionalized spouse's care. And they're just being greedy nursing homes Mm -hmm. like everybody perceives them to be. Other times they don't know all the rules Mm -hmm. and they've just assumed that, okay, well, we've got a hundred thousand dollars we need to spend down. We'll take 98. Mm -hmm. So please understand you don't have to spend it just on the, nursing home if you come to see me or if you go see a elder law attorney they will say let's go back to these non-countable assets the house household furnishings car and burial go back and look at those things and if you need to spend ninety eight thousand dollars let's look at the house Mm -hmm. what if there was a ninety eight thousand dollar mortgage yeah boom one check you write it after the snapshot date pay off the mortgage, and since the home is a non-countable asset, then that expenditure goes toward a non-countable asset. He spent his 98000 He's under the two or whatever. He now qualifies, and you've just paid off your house. You now have a paid-off house, and he's instantly on Medicaid. Voila. Voila. Most times our clients have a paid-off house, mm-hmm. and so therefore we can – Fix up the house, roof, siding, windows, heat and air, carpet, 
um, renovations for renovation. when you bring your institutionalized spouse home, if the doors need to be widened or if mm-hmm. there need to be modifications made to the tub or in the bathroom, bedroom, whatever, anything for the home. Trimming trees, yeah. removing trees, landscaping, landscaping, you name it, we've done it. And so you can then spend money on the home and that only comes out of his half of the money. Mm-hmm. We then move down to household furnishings. Mm-hmm. How old is your washer and dryer? How old is your refrigerator? Couches, beds. Air conditioner. Yeah. Anything like that, you then start spending money on that, and that comes just out of his money. Now let's move on to the car. Mm-hmm. How old is your car? You probably need a newer car yeah. because you're going to go visit him every day probably or quite a few times each week to go visit him. You want to get there in a good car that's going to be reliable. And so many times our clients will trade in a five, six, seven-year-old car to make sure they've got a new car with a new warranty, mm-hmm. new parts. They don't have to worry about it. That expenditure after the snapshot date just comes out of his money and therefore helps with the spin down Mm -hmm. and then for sure funerals make sure both funerals are paid for and that can be 10 or 15 twenty thousand dollars easy so therefore we we go through the list of non-countable assets and we start spending money on that well at two hundred thousand dollars she gets 100 he gets 100 that's pretty easy you know we can spend ninety eight thousand dollars pretty quick the rules, it's not half and half once you get past a certain amount. If it's $300,000, which is the, the countable assets, she doesn't get one fifty, and he gets one fifty. She, and I keep saying she is the community spouse, this year, 2022, and this goes up some each year, so if you're listening to this after 2022, just know this number's not correct, but it's it's about one forty. Is it 147, I think? Yeah, 148, somewhere just under 150. So if it's 300, she maxes out at 148, everything else goes to him. If that countable number is 600, it's not 300 and 300. It's one, she gets 148, everything else goes to him. So once you start getting in those higher numbers where he's got to spend two, three, four hundred thousand dollars. That becomes difficult to fix up the house, buy a new car, new washer and dryer. You can only spend so much money on that type of stuff. If we've spent everything we need to on spend down, but we still need to do some more, there's a very specific Medicaid qualifying annuity that we can dump some money into, and it pays income to the community spouse. Okay. The Communities or the spousal protection rules say that any income that goes to the spouse not in the nursing home, they get to keep. Mm -hmm. So if we can take $300,000 and put into this annuity and it generates $5,000 a month to her over the next 60 months, we can do that. And so... That's how we can get someone qualified very quickly and protect fairly large sums of money, mm-hmm. three, four, five, six hundred, sometimes eight hundred thousand dollars. And depending on the age of the community spouse, you can push a million dollars, okay, yeah. to put it into this annuity. It pays back to her and she gets to keep everything. Mm-hmm. We just finished a meeting with some clients who are in a situation where the husband is going to need a nursing home pretty soon. And they've 
done well, they've saved, he's, you know, they've got a pretty sizable estate and she couldn't wrap her head around like, okay, how exactly does this work? And it's basically by just converting whatever pushes them over the limit for him to qualify into that income stream to the community spouse because they can't look at that. Right. They can't count that. Yeah. She keeps all of her income re- regardless of how high it is. Yeah. Or where it comes from. Or where it comes from. Yeah. So we've converted this asset that is causing him to be disqualified into income that does not disqualify him because it is going to her. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is a quick summary and I wanted it to be quick just because I want you to, if you know someone who's paying privately for the nursing home and they're married, please encourage them to listen to this podcast. And Mm -hmm. I encourage you, if you need a, a certified elder law attorney, the best way to find one is on your computer. Go, would you look up the now phone number? You can call Neff directly and she will help you find one or someone in their their office. But if you're okay with computers, go to the National Elder Law Foundation website, which is N-E-L-F, National Elder Law Foundation, dot O-R-G. Nelf dot O-R-G. Right there on the homepage is a find a CELA. That's a certified elder law attorney. You can go in and search by zip code or state or whatever. But also you can also call the office and they will get you, you know, she will help you go through that, that search. That's right. And you can dial 520-881- one zero seven six to talk to a real person about how to find your local elder law attorney to get your state specific information and to keep from going completely broke as a married couple and still get your institutionalized spouse's care paid for. Some of the worst meetings I do is when people come in, they're married and their loved ones been there two or three years and they've paid hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars. They're like, man, I wish I had known you three years ago. Yeah. And I say that judiciously. You know, I don't like, hey, we, you know, had you seen us three years ago, we could have saved everything. But I do kind of work it in to say, tell your friends, mm-hmm. okay? Yes, it's too late for you. You don't get a refund from no. Medicaid, okay? No. If you realize that you spent too much money, you don't get a refund. And, and so that's why it's absolutely important that you get this information and people don't know this. And this is what's so heartbreaking here with us. And we do a ton of outreach. We do a ton of information and people don't know it. So I can guarantee you, if you're listening to this, you are the person who can get this information to someone else. Mm -hmm. Please send them the link or tell them how to listen to this because we can literally save the entire state up to almost a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good good point. Love your soapbox. Join us next time, and we're going to talk about how a single person gets qualified. And that's a lot easier. That'll be even a shorter episode, probably. But it's important because people think, okay, I'm single. I'm going into a nursing home. I've got to spend all my money on the nursing home until I get under $2,000. Mm-hmm. And that is not the truth. Yeah. You can give money away as you're going into the nursing home. So you, that's a yeah. teaser for the next one. Well, teaser. And also, if you know somebody, a married couple who is considering divorcing, 
because they think it's going to make it better to get them on Medicaid. Please do not let them pull that trigger. Send them our podcast. Send them our information. Let us educate them and keep them married and and get his care paid for. Yeah, that is the non-elder law attorney solution to a married couple needing Medicaid is, oh, let's get a divorce. That is horrible advice. I Mm -hmm. will say it out loud from the mountaintop. That is horrible advice. You can protect more money staying married than you can divorcing. There you go. Okay, there we go. Thank you very much. (laughs) Okay, talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Answers on Aging podcast with Todd and Sarah. Be sure to hit subscribe and keep tuning in each week as they bring you helpful, useful, and easy to find resources for making life as we age as simple and enjoyable as possible. For more information about this episode, visit AnswersOnAgingPodcast.com. Click on the show notes tab and take advantage of the free resources right there at your fingertips. To see Todd and Sarah live, Check out our Facebook page, Answers on Aging, to catch a live feed of their radio show every Wednesday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock. Todd and Sarah welcome feedback and love to answer your questions. So please, let them know what you think by leaving a review and share with your friends and family.